Welcome to Seeking Paradise, Reflections on Spirituality, Community and Justice with Stephen Lingwood. Well, a warm welcome again to this uh, reflection as I'm continuing to uh, reflect on a spirituality for the climate crisis as best I can. And so today I want to speak about a spirituality of resistance. Now, the great system, uh, the great slogan of the system we live under is that there is no alternative. And the point of that slogan is that the system of growth based neoliberal capitalism that is causing the climate crisis cannot be changed. It cannot be changed. That's the message. It must not be changed. But more and more of us are seeing how um, irrational that is. If this human system is driving us off a cliff, maybe we don't use that system. How about that for an idea? <laughs> I mean, if the way we have chosen to organize human society is going to cause mass death, ecological genocide, huge problems, mass extinctions. Let's not do it. Let's not do it. It's like having a gas boiler in your house that we absolutely know is, is about to explode. It's going to explode any day. It's going to set fire to the house. But we're told, no, there is no alternative. This is the gas boiler that you have to have. You've got to keep with it no matter what. And you're saying, well, maybe unplug it, maybe put a different one in. No, we're told there is no alternative. We must keep with this one. And that's obviously silly. It's obviously irrational. And yet the thing is, I think we don't um, act. I think I know we don't act very much based on reason most of the time. I think more often we act based on imagination. And the system we live under, this neoliberal capitalist system, dominates our imaginations and tells us there is no alternative. And so to create the shift we need to survive the climate crisis, we fundamentally have to shift our imagination. For resistance, for resilience, we need an imagination that allows us to imagine that there is an alternative. There is an alternative way of being. There is an alternative way of organizing this global human society. And the need for that, the need for that imagination of a different kind of world is only going to get stronger because in many ways we are going to be too late in many ways maybe we already are too late the boiler is going to explode and set fire to the house it is going to happen there is going to be climate disruption there is going to be climate disaster small ones and big ones in the coming 
years and in the coming decades, and in fact already happening right now in places like uh, Madagascar. And so we're going to need an imagination of a different world to weather the storm and to start to build anew out of the ashes. We're gonna need a resilient imagination as a basis for resilient spirituality and the resilient ways of living. If the climate crisis really gets bad, which it might do, which it probably will do, what sort of imagination and what sort of spirituality is going to serve us? That's um, one of the questions that I'm struggling with and, and, and trying to do my best to see uh, how I can address that question. What sort of resilience, what sort of resiliences are we going to need in the way we are? and in the way spirit and spiritual community works in the coming times. On the day when the stock market collapses, now what kind of imagination and what kind of spirituality will serve us on that day? On the days we are flooded as, as I may well be, we may well be in Cardiff, as a very flood uh, uh, vulnerable city. On the days when that happens, what sort of resilience is gonna serve us? What sort of community resilience? What sort of personal resilience are we gonna need? What sort of resilience of imagination and spirituality is gonna serve us? On the days when there's power cuts, what sort of imagination? And what sort of spirituality is going to serve us? On the days we have food shortages and are hungry, what sort of imagination and what sort of spirituality is going to serve us? In our trauma, in our grief, what kind of spirituality do we need and are we going to need? Now, I think there's a lot of answers to those questions, you know, and I want all of them. I'm, I'm, I'm thirsty for hope and I'm thirsty for any source of resilience in the times to come. And, and, and there are many sources of resilience and, and we're going to need all of them. So I'm not even trying to say that I'm trying to address all of those. I'm trying to just provide a little something that might be something of a spirituality of resilience in what I want to say today. I want to get as much resilience as possible from as many places as possible. And I want us to be doing that. Right. But I think that the spiritual practice and faith is going to be one of those really significant sources just to get us through these times without getting to a place of despair a place where we can get a sense of hope and resilience and where we can find an alternative imagination. 
So what I want to offer you as I'm struggling with this question, these questions today, is what I'm capable of, of offering, which is a sense of hope and resilience from a radical Christian faith perspective. And what Christian spirituality offers is a transformation of consciousness. And as I say, I'm not saying other things don't do that as well. And thank God they do. Thank God they do. But I'm just speaking out of where I'm coming from. We need as much transformation of consciousness as possible. If other people are doing it in other ways, I thank God for it. Right. But what I, I'm able to speak out of is, is a Christian spirituality. So the spiritual path offers a transformation of consciousness, a transformation of the imagination. It allows us to feel, to experience and to know that there is an alternative. There is an alternative. And the Christian story, which of course is a part fundamentally of the Jewish story, is that there has always been an alternative. And that a great deal of history is about a struggle between these big systems that say there is no alternative and the message that comes from God that says, I am offering you an alternative. The root story of the Jewish tradition is the story of a people in slavery who had an imagination of freedom. The Exodus story is a story of Hebrew slaves in Egypt and their struggle for liberation. A people in slavery who were told there is no alternative to slavery discovered a consciousness that said, God has heard your cries. God is on the side of freedom. God is saying, let my people go. There is an alternative. There is a promised land of freedom. And of course, that story is later picked up in the African-American struggle for freedom and other freedom struggles. And so now in, in this culture, we often hear this Jewish story through uh, the, the, the musicality of African-American song, Go Down. Moses, way down in Egypt's land, tell old Pharaoh, let my people go. In the oppression of slavery, there is a discovery of the God of liberation. So I think a spirituality of resistance in the climate crisis is going to need something more than a vague sense of the spiritual. I think a spirituality of resistance in the climate crisis is going to need something more than a, than a capitalistic spiritual product that we buy into in an attempt to purchase our way into well-being as some kind of hobby. I think a spirituality of resistance in the climate crisis is going to need to discover the story and the experience of a God who weeps, who weeps with us, who sings with us, 
who rages with us and who gives us an imagination of the promised land. A God who tr transforms our consciousness. And this is not some kind of philosophical abstract idea. This is a real personal God of sweat and tears and passion. A resistant Christian spirituality for this moment in history is going to need to understand in the words of Martin Luther King, that we are not lost in a universe fighting for goodness and for justice and love all by ourselves. We're not alone. Martin Luther King lived through a huge amount of suffering, and persecution and death threats through his life. And he said about this, the suffering and the agonizing moments through which I've passed over the last few years have also drawn me closer to God. More than ever before, I'm convinced of the reality of a personal God. I cannot prove to you the existence of this God through clever arguments. This God cannot be discovered in the reading of, of clever books or clever arguments. But in the prayer in the darkness of the night. When Martin Luther King talked about praying at his kitchen table after receiving another threatening phone call. And he talked about the God discovered in those moments. That's the kind of spirituality we're going to need because that's the kind of experience we're going to have some people more than others still the global south indigenous people people of color black people still overly bearing the burden of the injustice of the world and the injustice of the climate crisis but it's spreading more and so even relatively privileged people are going to be struggling more in this climate crisis. And we're going to be struggling in moments of dis despair. And we're going to need, I think, to discover the God it is possible to discover in those moments of despair. And the God that it is possible to discover in the moments of coming together the moments of community building, the moments of supporting each other. A God discovered in the prayer of the night, in the songs sung around the fire, in the stories told and retold to one another, when all we have is each other and a reasonless hope. It's in hope and in prayer and in imagination that this God is discovered. And so the spirituality of resistance that I want to hold on to, the spirituality of resilience that I want to hold on to and offer to others in this time of 
climate crisis upon us is that God cares, God rages with us, that this system has ruined our world. God holds us all in an infinite embrace of love. And God offers us an alternative imagination, a transformation of consciousness and a vision of earth renewed as original blessed paradise.